0: podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kay, here with the amazing Jennifer Conkey, co-hosting with me today.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Hello. And today we have a fantastic guest for each of you. So Ms. Ashley Blatt. Um, You know, Ashley is going to bring a ton of wisdom to everyone listening today. Um, She really... Excels at connecting dots for entrepreneurs and helping them identify opportunities that are right in front of them um, that they're not looking at to help generate additional income, additional income streams. So, Ashley, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you just to introduce yourself, tell our listeners about you, and let's get this party started. Yeah, I'm so happy. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here
2: and uh, to talk to you guys and your audience. i you know, really appreciate it. But really, what you said is really it's about connecting the dots um, I'm a born and bred entrepreneur I've lived that corporate fluorescent light life where you're just grinding it and you're grinding it and you're not really sure that you're you know um, making a difference making it you know have that purpose and you're really doing it for somebody else and more power to you for um, for those people that are doing that and making a difference and 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 um, but for me in my heart and soul is being an entrepreneur. So uh, the journey has been a, a roller coaster ride, which I think, um, you know, I'm super open to talk about because I think that while we're in the perfect storm of the entrepreneurial world, nobody talks about that, that just how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And Without intention, but it's the thing that I absolutely love, is, is my work is really dedicated to um, systematizing and creating additional income streams for celebrities and experienced entrepreneurs.
1: That, that's awesome. <laughs> so you're an expert at helping people put systems together for their business. That's rad. Yeah. So,
2: yeah okay. I'm a behind-the-scenes uh, person for sure.
1: I have so many questions. <laughs> But so the first one is, how did you decide you wanted to do that? And when did you decide it?
2: Well, um, so my background is in large scale software implementations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a trained and certified project manager, program manager. And, and my first business, we had an implementation services firm. So we would go to Fortune 500's government agencies and, um, and help you know, them in like put in place software that was for the entire organization, right? And (laughs) and and everybody below everybody's like kicking and screaming and not wanting to do it, but management needed it. It's a lot of money, it's super high profile. Anything fails or goes down, guess who it's on, right? So um so really it's the organizational part, but then you know that creative mind mind body spirit part comes in too because you're talking to everyday, you know, the everyday people in the organization who are moving it forward, and ex- having to communicate why we're making the changes we're doing. Yeah. And then with management, you'd say, you know, here are the changes that we're making. This is the pushback. Here's the messaging, you know, that you need to explain. You need to explain why we're making these changes. Um, that was great fun. I love that, and I feel like that cultural shift and managing the change and things like that so that's things that i love that's in my heart and soul as well yeah. that business of mine required 100 percent of travel right <laughs> and i was i was that you know traditional road where gone sunday home you know if i'm lucky like friday or thursday friday right And um, when my husband and I decided to move from Washington, D.C. to California, I was like, fantastic. I sold my part of my business and I was, you know, going to have babies and play tennis in SoCal. Right. (laughs) You know, Um, but, but again, being an entrepreneur at heart, that wasn't, um, that just wasn't my path, right? Uh, I think I took like two tennis lessons. (laughs) He had a baby as soon as I quit working, like a month later, um, and um, the real path was: is okay. Well, now I knew I wanted another business, but but what could I have that didn't require that travel? What could I do? Mm-hmm. So you know, what do you do? This is then this is years back, but I started a podcast, right, <laughs> to talk to mom entrepreneurs to see like, what were they doing? How did they do it? Um, and, and once I started the podcast, it turned to, well, how do I get listeners? And then I learned all at the time it was, you know, driving traffic was all about blogging and that path as well. So, um, so on and on and on, my goal was to have a business and, um, and my friend had said to me, my girlfriend, okay, well, once you've got a hundred thousand page views a month, then that's full-time income. So I worked and I worked and I worked and I worked and I, worked and I got the a hundred thousand page views a wow. month. But then I was like, where's the income? <laughs> right. Like, oh, yeah. like it's just going to fly. Um, so I turned, <laughs> right. Like it's just going to yeah, drop gonna out fly of my the lap. sky, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and I turned to the, celebrities. And I was like looking and seeing like, well, how are they making money? What are they doing? And I very quickly learned that all of my learning and podcasting and blogging and traffic and what became digital marketing and all these things, um, like I knew more than what the celebrities were doing and they weren't monetizing either. You know, So I yeah. started reaching out to them and saying, okay, I can help. Get you set up here, and I—you should be doing this and helping them kind of systematize, monetize, yeah. put in practice. The things I were doing were things that their team could do, but they just didn't have the knowledge or awareness. Yeah. So, um, so it's actually pretty funny. Most people laugh. They're like, "Your first client base was celebrities." So I was like, "Yeah, my first client base," and then after that. Like entrepreneurs would come to me and say, "Oh, can you help me? Can you help?" And that's that's where the vision has gone and expanded. Now, today, really, it's a um, really neat marketing agency. I I hate saying that. um, There's a leg in there that's about um, just marketing for the purpose of sales, (laughs) right, and converting. And you're like, "Help you find that cost per acquisition for customer, and then really, you know, keep something super." You know, profitable. Let's amplify that sucker, right. and then, um, and then I'm also, you know, what strategic relationships and partnerships can you create, um, and and then all that happens. What happens there is, yeah, we can we can find and create sales, and we can drive sales. But if you're not ready, if your foundation is yep. not ready, then you're just creating a bigger mess, right? Very big. So. So, you know, that's it, right? That's the, just the uh, involvement is, listen, behind the scenes, let's talk about what you have going on, what, you know, what you can handle. And we just take them through the process.
1: That's awesome.
0: You
2: still have your podcast, Ashley? I do not. I do not. I actually had two podcasts and now you can just call them pop-up podcasts, <laughs> right? Um,
0: pop-up.
2: It was, um, yep. So they're they're up and gone, and they serve their purpose in that moment, and um
0: and you know no longer no. Yeah,
1: that's cool. I was
0: just curious from the standpoint of like people, you know, kind of going back and following your journey, or you know, where you share some of those tips and tricks. Um, I was just kind of curious
1: while I asked that. Yeah, because they they might want to go back and watch it if it's still out there, you know, even though it's not live and still going.
2: Yep. Um, there might be, if they go power squad project. Um, yep. And that, you know, that has not been updated in a long time. And,
0: um, (laughs) Hey, but but you you know, know, content never goes out of style. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, you know,
0: so why don't we do this?
1: If you don't mind, I want to ask a question on, so you decided to go after celebrities two part question again. Yeah. How did you decide to go after them? And yeah. then the second is, how did you approach them? One of the biggest things that I hear from our listeners is the cold call, the cold contact, how to warm that up and what does it look like? Because everybody's afraid of it. So, how, yeah. how did that work for you?
2: Well, um, awesome. And honestly, that is one of the top questions I get, uh, actually, both parts. Um, so, the first question was, how did I, like, why did I decide celebrities? Well what I realized was when I was building the podcast and building those, I was building looking for influence and like and for listeners and yeah. my my own influence was building and but again I started from a place of wanting to have a business, not influence. I wanted to write and and um and I'm just being transparent about that. Yeah. Love it. Right. Yeah. And um and so well where I was like, well, where, how do I, who has the influence? It was the celebrities. It's even, you know, even now we know the term micro influencers. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to go and I knew I could monetize those who had the influence versus yep. building my own influence and then monetize. Right. That's pretty and brilliant. At the same time too, you're also, I come up from an entrepreneurial family. So again, I know that roller coaster ride. And there's nothing you can tell me that doesn't say that they're, you know, it's as glamorous as it is. They're not making as much money as people think they are. They're not monetizing as much money. And the struggle is real. I don't care who you are. Everybody has that struggle. So, you know, you're going, you're helping families as well.
1: Totally. And monetizing it is something that, like, you have to figure out affiliates, you have to figure out all kinds of different things to do. And some people, some people that have started the podcast path, just kind of stop after about, I don't know, six months and realize, I don't know if I know how to do this. So that's why I asked, I have a couple of people that are looking to start a podcast Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Hey, we just, we started it. We didn't have any intention of monetizing it right away. We just wanted to actually talk to people and get the message out there. Eventually we would love to monetize it, but you know, what does that path look like? So Yeah, I was asking
2: the question.
0: We can definitely talk about that. Um, Or go ahead. I was just going to ask. And if you have something more pressing to talk about, what is the the number one or the most common thing that you solve for? The biggest miss you identify? The most common miss that you go in and you're like, oh gosh, like this is low hanging fruit. Everybody's missing this. Let's go tackle this. What's that biggest trend?
2: The very the biggest. Missing pieces. Everybody is so focused on getting new following, new customers, new influencers, new, new, new. Everybody is so focused on their amplification. They're not taking care of the people who are, I call loyalists, who are there with you in the journey going on, right? I'm not perfect myself. I've got two pop up podcasts, right? But, 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 the hardest thing to get and they say about this, even traditional business, right? Is that is your first customer, right? That's the okay. most expensive. That's the first. So why not continue to care for that customer? Yeah. Why not continue to add value to that customer? Why not? We know it as upsell, downsell, low hanging fruit, right? And, and as long as you're not going into the relationship of, Oh, I'm going to take them for every dollar that they got, right? If you do it in a, an authentic genuine manner how can I provide more value to you know to this person who's here by my side and wants to be by my side you're building that relationship over yeah. and over and you have one thing to sell them, and then you're like oh okay bye I would hire you again you know no what you can do is you can create strategic partnerships bring in you know different avenues right like the general you can be the general contractor right you can say i've got the window guy i've got the painter i've got the right um if you look at a car dealership and it's it's i think the perfect you know uh uh well-oiled machine right you go in they have like 19 different models they have levels for every model right Mm -hmm. they have um, you can lease a car, you can buy a car, you have how many financing options and warranties, yeah. this serious radio that the subscription service, that is an upsell, right? Like mm-hmm. it's $20 a month, but guess what? That's a strategic partnership and that's an upsell. And so I think as entrepreneurs and, 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 um, business owners or influencer, whoever you are, we're so in the weeds of our life And we're so trying to make it happen and doing all these things. We're not taking the time to think about what matters. Yeah. Right. And so I think the moment that you take the time to think about what matters, which I'll give you the answer. The answer is that relationship, right? Then you can calm down and you can grow flowers instead of weeds. Right. Right. And you can build something really amazing with the people who are there by your side that love you. And guess what? Once you take care of them to the nth degree, they're going to be talking about it. It's going to be like those, you know, those, those, um, flowers that you like the, right. Dandelion. Yeah, the dandelions, the, the, the seeds spread and they spread mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you'll have a field of flowers.
1: You know, right? that's, so, that's so incredibly accurate because what everybody is wanting is the instant gratification and let me just go, go, go and build it. And they don't see what it takes behind the scenes for two to three years. Like they just think that people are an overnight success, but it wasn't overnight. It sometimes takes people 10 years
2: absolutely That
1: slow build. If you're doing it right, you get a following that truly buys into you because you are delivering the value. I think that that is like the best advice.
2: And then, and then those are the people who will talk about you, who will recommend you, who will refer you. So the people who are going, you know, I don't think that I'm just, I don't think anybody says, Oh, I'm just in it for like quick cash. I think that there's like a desperation in, in, Uh, an unintentional desperation in like our entrepreneurial world today, because it looks easy. Right. And it's like, and if it's not happening, quote unquote, right. Mm -hmm. Then like, what's wrong with me? What am I doing? I'm struggling by myself in pain. I'm the, you know, I'm the failure. I'm the loser that, you know, isn't, making it happen. And then when you do have a business, right. And you've got employees, now you've got the added pressure of like making it happen for them and their families. Uh Right. But if we take a moment to slow down and say, actually, you know, you are doing something, you're doing it well. Is there room for improvement? Yes. That's where it is for all of us. Right. right? There's room Mm -hmm. for improvement for all of us. Okay, now if we slow down and we say, let's look at our business, let's look at what's happening as a whole and fill the gaps. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. I just want to speak to that for a second because <clears throat> I think, and I'm all about like keeping it real on here. Um, but I mean, I think you know me personally, and Jen knows this. I mean, I definitely, you know, this is why I did not go into sales because when the first person told me no back when I was selling Cutco knives um, in high school, I don't know why. God, those are great Cutco. knives. I freaking love them. I have an, I have them still.
1: <laughs> anyway, Stacey has a funny. Stacy has a funny story about the Cutco knife that we'll have. Okay,
0: to got it. Um. But anyway, you know, that rejection was just like, oh man, okay, not doing well. And, you know, even through, you know, the behind the scenes, in front of the scenes with entrepreneurship, you know, I felt that way too. Like, gosh, I am great with like this part, but this stuff, gosh, I have no idea. And what I just want to kind of chime into, to what you're saying is, um, and kind of to your, you know, what, what you do connect the dots for our listeners, like, it is okay. You're not expected to know all the answers on your own, right? Like I think that as an entrepreneur, one of the, the, you know, biggest pieces of wisdom that I've had is that there are other people out there who have a perspective on how to do what you're doing different than you and maybe better than you. And so I think asking for help, leveraging resources, investing in a coach, yeah. investing in um, you know someone to help you advise in your business is smart. And by the way, the way that you're doing something right now might be working and 5 years from now it might not, right? So I mean, I think that there's just some wisdom in in the service that you offer and the service that Jen and I offer, you know, in in helping people with that growth mindset, whether it's in life or in business, yeah. you know, having that growth mindset and being open to, hey, someone may have some different perspectives, and I don't have to struggle alone. It may feel frustrating. I may feel like I want to give up, but like, how can I build that board of directors around me yeah. to help prop me up? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. So, and you you said something that was pretty key to to what I think um, my philosophy is, and that is you said to slow down, and I feel like my whole approach is I, I go slow slow, and then quick, quick. Are you like a foxtrot? <laughs> I mean, it's like a dance, right? It's like a two step, slow, oh, slow, slow, and then quick, quick. quick, quick. If slow. I sit there and do the slow planning, gathering all the information, developing a strategy, and then take the next slow step is to build an implementation plan. Then I can just go execute it pretty quick. Yeah. And then I stay laser focused to it. And every other ancillary influencer that's out there like, Hey, do you want to try this? Hey, try this. I'm like, no, man, I'm staying on my plan. Yeah. Because a lot of people get caught up in the, oh, yeah, I do want to try that. I, I need that. And I think that if you have a plan and you just stick to it with some, you know, flexibility and being fluid, obviously, if something changes, you have to change. But if you can just stick to it and go and go, yeah. like good things happen, right? So I think that the slow part of what you said, Ashley, is even when you're in the quick, quick, if you realize every once in a while you got to slow down and just take it in like kind of just course correct if you need to, but kind of, am I on the same path that I intended to be or am I not? And if not, is that okay? Like, what does it look like now? Like, It's so important to stop and just reflect. Yeah.
2: I would say two things from there. I think it's like what you're saying is so, you know, on par where it's like, this is what I'm doing right now. Somebody comes to me, right? Reach out in six months, right? see. Yes. I want to do that too. I'm a creative as well. I want to do that too, but I'm focused here. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that, um, I'm very, very, very big on like visualization mindset and, um, pieces on that. And, um, and one thing that keeps coming to my mind is I am totally detached from the outcome, The uh, I'm, I'm, I'm attached to what I ultimately want
0: to get, but the process, uh-huh. I'm totally and completely Perfect. goosebumps when you said that. Yeah. Yes. Amen. And, and that's so true. I yeah. can tell
2: you exactly. And like, what does that mean in real life? The guy with the ego. Sure. I'll have breakfast with you because I can learn from you, right? Like, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna soak in that, like, (laughs) that hour breakfast that I really don't wanna have, but I really do wanna have because I wanna learn, right? Or I'm gonna have all those, like, I'm gonna keep those relationships. I'm gonna make those, like, movements forward because, like, something in here, the pieces of the puzzle are coming together and I'm slowly but surely putting together my overall picture of the puzzle. And I'm totally and completely detached from the process. So the rejection in the sales, yeah, you know what? That means I've got to get better at sales, right? Because like I just hired a sales team instead. Exactly <laughs> right. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't like I don't. It's something they they say like oh, just be quick to fail or you know things like that don't care. I don't, I could not care less if I fail. I could not care less if I'm rejected. I could not care less if like these things are going wrong because I see it as a process of improvement and I'm learning and I'm not
0: perfect. And, and nobody I know is, I have nobody. Yeah. So, Ashley, how did you get to that point? Cause you just talked about two things. You talked about mindset and visualization. So I want to hear like how that influences your business and, and your customers, but you know, how did you get to that place in your mindset to say rejection? Thank you so much. Learned from that. Like, how did you flip your mindset? Like how, what's the journey within that so, and how would you help someone get there?
2: Yeah. So I'm um... So my history and my background is, is that we, you know, I come from an entrepreneurial family and, and, and we were the richest family in town and we were what felt like the poorest family in town. We lost our home, our cars were repossessed, we moved multiple times, things like that. But yet at the same time and another season of life, we were buying brand new cars, we had the biggest house, all of the different things. Right, so um, with my first business, which was we were making Boku Bucks, it was super fun. And um, by the by the grace of God, somebody introduced me to an accountant. And that accountant, I went to him and I said, "I know a lot of people, including my dad, who'd made a lot of money and lost a lot of money." Mm-hmm. And if that happens to me, I will hold you personally responsible, <laughs> right? I don't know what to do with this money. <laughs> like, right, right. Right? like, I know how to spend it. I'm a spender, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And that's the truth of the situation. And so literally every month for 18 months, I would go to his office and say, okay, I just got a check, this giant check. What do I do with it? And he said, This goes to taxes, this goes to credit card bill, this goes to pay, blah, blah, blah. And he helped me save six figures plus in that time. I went on vacations, time to pay, you know, quarterly payments and everything, fine, no big deal. And I think at that point I learned that it was like truly just a learning process. I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. And so, like, my dad, bless his heart, he didn't know how to manage money so that, you know, when times were low, we were comfort- we were fine. Or he didn't know how to tell my mom to pull it with shopping, right? Like he didn't know these different things. I think that for me was a giant chef because I physically went through a learning process with an end result. Yeah. Um, so... What I would say to now, I'm in this group, it's called the Arate Syndicate, right? Um, I am, it's um, that in itself, it's an elite entrepreneurs group. I believe being around like-minded people who can say you can learn from. And, um, and last year was my first year. I was one of four or five women out of 11,000 people that applied that were accepted um, this year, I'm on the advisory board. There were thirty-five thousand applicants. A hundred. There's four thousand in the group. A hundred in the more like the um, more established group, and then I'm one of four who is brought on the advisory board. And and I think I'm appreciated because I look at it as I don't know what I don't know, and I'm doing the best that I can, and I'm trying to. Just implement and improve and win every day, right? So that's what I think. Oops, I, I'm like, I'm answering your question. I think that that's what I would say as far as the mindset. Um, you have to give credit where credit's due, right? Like you're trying and you only know as far as you know. So you seek out how are other people doing business? What are they doing? Beyonce has the same amount of hours in the day. Right? right? Why does Jennifer Lopez have a hundred million, you know, Instagram followers, and um, and Reese Weatherspoon has five? You know, there's a difference. There's a real behind-the-scenes difference. There's a real behind-the-scenes difference. Why Beyonce is Beyonce and I'm me? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's different things that are happening. So let's move this to visualization. Right? I am obsessed with what i'm creating and while i promote going slow i very much want to put the gasoline hose on the barn fire that i'm building right right (laughs) right. i want it to go faster and 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 as i can handle it i will but the visualization i think um you're you're you know you've heard of law of attraction
0: and um We actually have a law of attraction. I'm going to a retreat for that in January.
2: Are you? I mean, just, I live and breathe that. I walk around with it. I, like, I'm showing you all my stuff. I live and breathe. I know in detail as much as I can visualize what I've created. What I want, and I'll tell you what—that I really, 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 and truly believe that once you visualize and become obsessed with what you want, you can create it.
0: What's the last thing that you manifested?
2: Yeah. So, um, well, I had a conversation. Um, the other, I had a conversation. I'll give you two. One, two, um, one. Big, and one just that just happened last week. Um, So in my visualization of what I'm building, I said to my friend, I said, I need to learn what these people are doing. I don't understand this piece of the puzzle or whatever. And quite literally, three hours later, I had a conversation with a random person who told me how one thing that billionaires do, right? Like, and that they use astrology, right? And I was like, I never knew, right? Like, and that was a crazy piece of the puzzle that I, I look at it. It's all a, piece, a, a big puzzle that we're just piecing together. I never knew, I said, but I said it hours before I need to know this other, like these additional pieces in this form, like what do finance top advisors, the guy works with billionaires, they look at billionaires and he says to me, he says, I want to know the, you know, for this other project, I want to know the date of birth, what time they were born and that, right? I was like, holy crap. And even me speaking that gives me goosebumps right now because it was like within hours of it happening. But a super fun thing is, do you know who Ed Milet is? Do you guys know yes. who Ed? Yeah. Okay. I so know.
0: I interviewed uh, Jen and Kutcher. Yes. Okay. So I set up that interview. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're amazing. They're both amazing. That interview was fireworks.
2: Yeah, that that was insane. It was really, really funny. I was there um, while they were recording that interview and just, it was funny because they would stop and they were like, that was crazy, right? You know, but. Yeah. So here is Ed Milet, and and I'm a big thinker. And um I heard about heard of Ed Milet and um and I said, you know, I really like love like how he talks. He's a very successful businessman, he's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, yet he's very family oriented, and that is, you know something that we talk about too. Like, how can you do it both? It's not for me. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a mom and i want to be that level of success, right? Much less like I have to be a mom. How do you do both? And I really love and honor the fact that he's a successful business family man. Right. So immediately I said, I want him to be my coach. I want him to be my coach. How do I get to work with, how do I get to work with him? My girlfriend here in Southern California um, is like a world-famous chocolatier. Um, Valenza chocolates, people. Um, And she (laughs) – And um, so I called her up. I'm like, I figured out his address. Do you think I can send him chocolate? She's like, "Uh, that might be a little stalkerish. And I'm like – that's funny. Right? And I'm like, well – I'm not going to show up. I'll just send like your chocolate or whatever. She's like, yeah, what about the office? I'm like, well, I I can't figure that one out. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'll call you back. So, um, anyway, so fast forward, we go, I'm here in Southern California. We go, you know, sunset, this is a couple months later. And she says, Ashley, she says, you know, like whatever happened with a guy that you want to send chocolate to? And I went, Oh, by the way, I'm one of four women, four or five women, who was accepted into his elite, um, uh, like basic coaching group, right? So like, and and I'm one of his people, right? That he mentors. That's awesome. So just within a few a few months. Um,
1: That's huge! Congratulations. It
2: happened, and now um. I'm like even you know. Um. Yeah. It's just, and it the just secret, awesome. And, and I've, I've
1: worked with him. I was the
2: only one who like had lunch with him. I've worked with him. I helped, you know, set up several interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's right. That's even beyond what I envisioned. I would just wanted a coach, like just a yeah. coach, a, just a coach and in my lap. Right. And yeah. like, then it's expanded even beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, you know,
0: a thousand stories like that. Would you agree that the the secret to that is that you believe everything that you envision, right? Like there's envisioning, there's visualizing, but it sounds like when you're visualizing what you want for your vis- your business, and your future, like you actually wholeheartedly believe it's possible and it's coming. You oh yeah. How?
2: I'm a well. It's it's also I'm also obsessed. Now, let me just say, I'm not a stalker, right? But it's like the house, when I was in college, the house from DC, and there's this neighborhood that I would drive through every day, really to skip traffic. And because I love the houses, it's where ambassadors lived, senators, like big, important people on the hill. world, you know, the World Bank, IMF, all these people. And I drive through every day. Ah, oh, I love the front door on that house. I love the landscaping on that one. That house, they have uniformed maids. That house, oh, I heard an argument. Oh, that house, they're having a party. I mean, I'm totally and completely obsessed, right? And I'm 22 years old. I'm from a family where we had highs or lows. There's no expectation that my first house would be in that neighborhood, so much so that I didn't believe it when it happened. You know what I mean? Where My husband and I, he's the researcher in the family, fine. I don't want to spend the time, I'll be happy anywhere. And, and, and we looked for two years for a house, right? Never once did we look in that neighborhood because that's where senators live and that's where all these other people live, right? And sure enough, he, he said, He's like, I think I found a house, and he was looking online. He's like, I think I found a house. I think you should call and make an appointment. And I saw the house and I knew where it was, of course, and it looked fantastic, and it was far more expensive than we'd planned on spending by hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm 25 years old, so yeah. right, like that's a big. Deal. And I was like, I can't go look at that if we we're like, I, I don't want to go look at that if we're not going to buy it if we can't like mm-hmm. even. So we fought for three days, right? Let's be real.
0: Yeah.
2: And he said, go ahead and make the an appointment. We walked in, walked upstairs, walked downstairs to the basement, walked, looked at each other, walked upstairs, walked downstairs. And when we we're walking up from the basement of the house, we looked at each other and nodded. And the realtor was standing at the top of the stairs. And we said, okay, we'll take it. And, um because of some conflict with her, she didn't want to represent me. So we spent the next week finding a realtor and alum, you know, and we yeah. moved into this house in this neighborhood that I like goosebumps. Again, I dreamed of. I loved, I never pictured myself in there, but I loved the neighborhood and I loved it. And by, by golly, that was my first house. You know that's
1: crazy
2: even our parents were like how can well, you're living there how can you afford it i like like that house you're the youngest people we loved every last ounce of that house of that moment of all of it so i think it is back to the lesson of visualization i think it is it's like what what is authentic right like what is like I want that house. I want that car. I want that, like, and don't push it back when it starts to happen. Right. Oh, like right. I'm with that house. Right. That's a perfect example. And even with Ed, like, like in a weird way, like I knew I would get to work with him. That's what I meant. Yeah. But yep. I'm not attached to how, right. with that house, yep. like that was, that was my big, my first big, right. Like I, Never thought of like that, that would be me, but that's what I loved. And I wasn't attached to by the time I'm 25, I'm going to have this much money in the bank and, blah, 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 and all those kind of details. But the thing that's in my heart and soul that I know that I love, that's happened and that happens again and again and again. And if that's what you work for, you got that, right? There's nothing to hold you back.
1: That's awesome. What do you do for fun? Like what do you do to bring yourself joy and balance it all?
2: Great question. Because yes. this is the stuff that I'm obsessed with, right? So this <laughs> yeah. is this is um this is the fun for for me. Um I have two daughters. So when they're not driving me crazy. It's really fun to like be the fun and crazy mom, right? Like I dance and I embarrass them and I sing and I embarrass them and I, you know, drive with the windows down and I embarrass them. And so that's really fun. <laughs> right? like, that's funny. Um, But that is also true too, is like this stuff that we're talking about, you know, um like i love it i love connecting with people like you i love connecting with um people of like similar mindset of of you know soul
1: yep yeah.
0: Yeah. Look at my sweatshirt. Look, like it's appropriate for today. Pray. Ah! Repeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's
2: and fine. you've got the podcast room, right? Like, what do you do for fun? That's what you're doing, right?
0: Like,
1: <laughs> she rents that every month.
0: <laughs> yeah, my co, on my
1: office space. They have this room. I love it. Yeah. That's great. It's really cool. Ashley, what if, what if somebody wanted to contact you and, and have you coach them or what services do you provide? Like how do people get in touch with you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I am on social. So Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and, and that's my name, Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, uh, Blatt, B as in boy, like Larry, A-T-T, like Tom, right? Ashley Blatt. So that's super easy what's that?
0: I just followed you. Yeah, we're going to stalk you right now. On it.
2: (laughs) So I'm there or um, the things that we do are really like behind the scenes um, work that we talked about. And we also have what I'm really proud of our um, marketing agency that's relatively new, but I think that we, we do it in a different manner as well that um, instead of like a flat retainer plus a monthly ad spend, we really work in phases. Like we look to see, you know, what is the cost per acquisition for a customer, which is yes. incredibly invaluable. If you know what that is, then you know, yeah, everything else can build around that, right? And yeah. so you have that, and then you know, assuming that it's super profitable, then you know, we amplify that sucker. Um, so just find me on social. Either those, or um, you know, you can look at my website ashleyblatt.com. We'll just keep it
1: easy. That is really easy. Yeah, yeah it's very easy. That'll lead
2: you to the different directions and dig, yeah. and dig.
1: <laughs> Smart, cool. So, what, what's your, like parting messages? Do you have for our audience? Ooh. What's it like?
2: Fantastic parting messages is, um, gosh. I just think, like, you know, give credit where credit's due, that you're doing a great job. And, um, and that if you keep the pace slow and, you know, intentional, then it'll come together.
1: I like that. Slow and intentional. Cool. Yeah. Very Lisa, good. Did you have anything else, Lisa?
0: No. I was, actually I... Just want to say thank you. I love your business savvy. I love your energy, your mindset. Um, yeah. Just gosh, this was a great interview. Like it really is. I love your energy. So thank you. I'm definitely That's excited. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jen <laughs> yeah, I will we'll post our pictures at I time. You just let us know. <laughs> Lisa, she's low. <laughs> I was like, Hold on, let, me, let me fluff my hair. Okay, now we're ready. Yeah. No, but seriously, um, Ashley, you're amazing. I'm so excited for our listeners to get to know more about you. And yeah. um, just, you have an awesome heart, I can tell. So just thanks for what you're doing for thank
2: everybody. Thank you. Else. Thank you again for having me. And uh, thank, you.
1: thank you. We, we really appreciated your, your spending the time with us today. I think everybody's going to love this stuff. This is good stuff. Bye everybody!